Hey everybody, we're back from our two-week Christmas break. We hope everyone had a very festive holiday season and just had a really relaxing time and did whatever it is that you prefer to do during that time of year. Just quickly, we want to give a huge shout-out to our Patreon supporters. Our live games, which is the second tier of our Patreon goals, have just started to go up on YouTube. Thanks to our Patreon supporters, we've been able to get the resources and supplies that we've needed to produce this kind of content, and there'll be much and more of it on the way. You can check it out on our YouTube channel, The Winning Agenda. Go ahead and hit subscribe. And if you want to be one of the gnarliest chaps on the interweb, you can jump over to patreon.com slash thewinningagenda and throw a few shekels our way. If you like what we're doing here and you want to give us a little bit of extra support, we'd love you forever. Also, some of you may have seen the little rendition of the Winning Agenda panelists, which went up on the internet. Uh, It's a lovely drawing done by Jennifer Crow of Melbourne. You can check her out on Facebook at Jennifer Crow Animation and Illustration and check out all her work there. Without further ado, enjoy this week's episode of The Winning Agenda. Good evening, and welcome to episode 63 of The Winning Agenda. Tonight our panellists include 2015 regional champion and 2015 Australian Nationals top 8 competitor Wolfie Horry. Okay, that's me. 2015 regional top 8 competitor Hollis Echo. That sounds like me. 20, and, and 2015 Nationals top 8 competitor Calvin Wong. Wow. Hi. Welcome, welcome back, Calvin. Hello. Uh, it's so good to be back. Thank you so much for having me. You've, you've been busy in the in the time since you were on last. I think it was, what, episode 40-something? No, it was, I mean, 50, I it was research, 50 on the dot. Was it 50 on the dot? Yeah. Okay, so it's just before our fantastic... um, Double feature episode. Double feature episode that everybody loved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially Wolfie. (laughs) It's Wolfie's favorite episode. But it does seem like all everyone has been talking about since Calvin was on last is, when will Calvin be back? You should have Calvin back. Do people really say that? So Calvin's back. (laughs) Do people really say that? It's really hard for me to believe. (laughs) <laughs> you'll never just, know whether it's true or not <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks a lot that's right so how about your new little intro there calvin what can you tell us uh, malaysian nationals so it was a bit out of sync with the rest of the nationals is it tell us a bit about the events and how it was structured well okay so it's um as far as i can tell the reason it's so late is simply because we didn't know if we were going to have a nationals because the exchange rate between the US dollar and here is really crap at the moment. Like, okay, so you, you know you have to pay a fee to, to participate in regional tournaments and stuff like and game night kits and stuff like that, right? The Nationals was two and a half times as, as expensive to enter because the US dollar is so strong against the Malaysian ringgit right now. Uh, so wow. we, we didn't even know if we were going to have a Nationals, but we eventually did and we ordered the kit. And it arrived and everything got organized and it ended up happening after Worlds. Singapore Nationals is this week, actually not this week, it's the 10th of December, which means it might not be, it might be in the past by the time this comes out. Yeah, it will be, it will have been like a weekend ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, uh, D and I are going to that as well. Ho- hopefully it'll be, it'll be good. I, I hope to do as well. At least as well as I did, you know, I want to top eight again. Uh, anyway, yeah, so you were asking about the, the tournament structure, right? Oh, well, no, it was more just like how the, because the events seem to be a bit out of sync, because obviously the Fairly Certain and all the other national tournaments, whoever wins gets the invite and and paid half flights or whatever they do to to Worlds. So that obviously wasn't the case because Worlds already happened. I, I don't know. I hope, I'm hoping it's going to carry over to next year. 
right? Because I mean, the guy who won, Arnold, he 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 did win. He's Malaysian national champion, you know. So but, one uh, hopes, uh, one hopes it'll it'll okay. carry over. But I don't know. If actually. anyone from FFG is listening, hopefully they can con- confirm. Calvin, <laughs> confirm it or no? If you don't mind me asking, so you said initially you guys weren't really sure if you were going to have it. So whenever, I mean, because of you know, based on the fact that Worlds has already happened now, and of course you just had your nationals. Um, did FFG give you any details as far as like how that was going to run, like if it would carry over to the next year, or is it just it's completely unknown right now? This is all rampant speculation on my part because I'm not in contact with the organizers and the. Oh, organizers. we love we love rampant speculation. Though. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's kick back. <laughs> yeah, you, you might not. Sorry, I might not uh, have the details completely right, and there's extenuating circumstances that I don't know about. I don't know. Uh, so, how did the event go? What did you What did you bring? How did you prepare? Actually, what were you expecting? Because oh. we talked about the uh, brutality of the Malaysian meta last time you were on. Oh and yeah, it was sort of hard to test because you weren't sure what was really going on a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, I okay. So I expected. I I made two mistakes when I when I was expecting the meta and uh, D and I were preparing together. We both went. Uh, this is your girlfriend. Yeah, D is my girlfriend. Yeah, and. I was expecting a lot more noise, and conversely, a lot less DLR. And I was expecting a lot more harpsichord, which meant a lot less HB. But it was completely reversed. There was so much HB uh, food coats and DLR on the actual day. Well, what was your expectation based on? Because obviously, uh, the food coats and DLR spam would have come out uh, because they were the top decks at Worlds, right? Yeah, I honestly don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> well, like, it I'm is... just. Well, I meant like you know, obviously in your game nights or whatever your testing sessions leading up to that, people weren't really playing those decks. Or... No, no, they weren't. They weren't. I guess they were like keeping them as super secret nationals tech. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I say super secret because it's been all over the internet for the last like two and a half weeks or whatever. And I guess yeah. I was I was thinking that maybe people wouldn't play uh, stuff that they didn't like intimately know but it happened and you just have to deal with it uh so i was expecting a lot of harpsichord and a lot of uh a lot of noise so i switched from cerebral imaging to blue sun i wanted to bring argus but i was thinking oh god oh god everyone's going to be everyone's going to be attacking against harpsichord so argus kill isn't going to do anything so uh i still ran cow's blue sun Bootcamp renovation. Uh, Rankau was the highest ranked Whalen at Worlds, I think. She came 30th. And I'm like, at, at first I was just looking out for Blue Sun decks and I realized, oh my god, this is like, uh, this seems really nice. And then later I made the connection. I was like, oh my god, this was made by this was made by a woman and a Chinese woman. I was like, I have to win with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that oh, right, actually uh, did seem pretty sick. I looked, you said I Ran? got posted on uh, a ACO or whatever the website is. Yeah, I, I I got it off NR NRDB when she herself posted it. Uh, yes, I did say ran ran cow. Did you meet okay, her yeah. Worlds? Yeah, she's she's uh she's I think from the same meta as uh, Jesse Vandover and the guys that I think around like the Washington DC area. She's also very very talented. I think she made top eight or top sixteen at nationals in the US as well. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't know that, but uh, but but her, I can confirm Wolfie. 
Her deck is amazing. It's really, really, really strong. The only time I ever lose to it is I ever lose with it is when I make mistakes. Like mm. every time, every time I played that deck and I've lost, I'm like, ah, okay, I I see why I could have played that better. It's just, oh, it's so good. So what differentiates it from the other Blue Sun lists? I have no idea. It's the first time I've ever played Blue Sun in my life. It's uh, it's Blue Sun with two boot, two executive boot camps, a corporate town, uh. You know, curtain wall, oversight oh, okay. AI, archer, public support. <clears throat> but the the key is to stick the corporate town. Like you, 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 if you can stick the corporate town in a strong server and they can't get in, they're essentially locked up for most of the game. Especially in this meta, this very resource heavy runner meta. So yeah, that was my that was my uh, corp deck and my runner deck. I brought uh, the same, the chaos theory with logos, except. I cut Rachel Beckman. I know, I know. Oh no! I know it was a huge, it, it was a huge mistake because, like I said, I was I was expecting a ton of harpsichord, so I ah, changed. So you, you, you didn't want to have a bunch of matchups where they were just going to play breaking news and make you lose it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I I switched Rachel for employee strike, and that was almost good. <laughs> it was almost good, except. I was just too slow and got blown away in a couple of uh, in a couple of matchups, especially against HB and and even harpsichord. Employee strike. It turns out employee strike isn't very good against harpsichord if you don't actually steal any agenda. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at this list now. Yeah, it just seems to be kind of standard. Um, it's vegan. Yeah, just 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 one launch campaign. Vegan, all the good glacier cards, and one archer, one corporate town, public support. Yeah, nothing weird, I think. Uh, okay, I'm gonna bite vegan. Oh, no um, meat damage. It doesn't have yeah, meat damage. Oh, <laughs> no meat, like, bro. What did you, you guys all acted like that's a I thing did. that everyone's been saying forever. Yeah, it, it is a thing. Yeah, is if it's a thing, have I never heard this? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's Is no this what meat, you talk about in your No Brian's Club or something. No, no, no. Uh, it's it's not a joke, Brian. It has been a thing that people have been saying for a long well, time. Well, I'm going to start saying it now. Yeah, because it's Go great, on. right? It's a great uh, yeah. mimetic I think way. We to actually say no even to talked about this the last time we talked about Blue Sun. You ex- expressed surprise. <laughs> I don't think I did. I think I don't... Whatever. DVT is going to let us know if, if I lost my shit last time someone said vegan and I don't remember saying it. Can, can, I, <laughs> can I say what my favorite uh, deck building choice is in this deck? Oh, please do. It's Orion. Orion? Orion? Yeah, yeah, there's one Orion. Is Orion terrible? No, Orion's not terrible. Orion is amazing. Are right? we sure? Yeah, yeah because it's another curtain wall. If you want it's more a gigantic walls, thing, okay, yeah, that's a good point. Sure. But I never oversight AI it because it's relatively easy to break. What I do is I just set it down on the server that I want the runner to hate getting into, and I just advance slowly over a few turns, right? And when I get it up to five, it's just it's a nightmare. You know, how the hell do you break Orion? in any way efficiently even david you need like three counters yeah you know what are you going to do artman eight honestly i might i might artman eight just for orion because oh oh, it's a nightmare seems to be a lot of two ofs in this list does it hurt the consistency at all no because archer so not because archer no not archer (laughs) atlas because of atlas oh atlas yeah Yeah. right yeah sure sure I was gonna say there's only one archer. I don't know you're talking about. <laughs> no, it's the the atlas. The executive bootcamp really helps find your your public support, your corporate town, your launch campaign, mm. your Adonis campaign. Your yeah, Jackson Howard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's totally fine. I have absolutely no problems with this list except when I screw up piloting it. Okay, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So how did it perform on the day? 
uh, I only lost two games. Uh, I got to top eight. Uh, there were five rounds of Swiss. I got to top eight. I played uh, two runner games and one court game in the top eight before before being knocked out. And I only lost two games with this deck, and they were both to DLR, and they were both because I made a mistake. I oh, could have won so those games. Uh, the first one was I had executive bootcamp resed in a server, and I kept resing ice in in the in the scoring server, right? Uh, I just kept using uh, Executive Bootcamp's ability to res ice because my opponent was Valencia, so I knew, like, okay, blackmail. Blackmail is going to be yeah. a thing. Uh, but I didn't res the Orion in front of the scoring server. I had an Orion advanced to five, and I didn't res it with Executive Bootcamp. And the reason I didn't do that is because I drew the Corporate Town, and I was like, <gasps> okay, wait, Corporate Town, Corporate Town, I have to install it and res it now. And, of course... Because I didn't res the Orion, Val can get in. Yeah, yeah. So she just kept blackmailing the the Orion server, breaking the ice behind Orion, and then just killing the corporate town. I'm like, ah. And then I, and then I got DLR out. So all I had to do was wait one turn, one turn, and I would have won that game. Uh, and then the second the second game I lost was um you know, I lost it against Max DLR, and what happened was. I had just picked up a curtain wall, alright? So I picked up a curtain wall from the board using the ability, and now I have 15 credits. And I was like, okay, if I spend 8 of these credits, I can trash one fall guy and the DLR if I spend 8 credits. So I spent 8 credits, I'm down to 7, and on my last click, I install an ice on archives so they can't get in to, to install another DLR, right? Run uh, max, first click account siphon and I have seven credits and the eyes on HQ is a tool booth. Because I didn't take a I didn't take a credit instead of uh putting an ice on archives and so I lost the game. Yeah, it's my yeah. fault entirely. Yeah, so losing to account siphon still feels disgusting. Yeah. No, I, I thought I thought it was a fair play. I thought it was a fair play. It was my own mistake. I should have been checking oh, yeah. guys. That's that's what I mean, is because uh, account siphon is so like it's it's been around for so long and we all know how good it is so when you lose to it you're like oh come on man <laughs> it's yeah no it's just i guess my own unfamiliarity with the deck but sometimes right sometimes it, it works so well sometimes you're like you do this thing where okay i'm just going to pick up the ice for four credits it's a data pipe or whatever so i pick up the data pipe i get four credits and then i and then i uh, mandatory draw into a into a hedge fund I'm like, oh okay take credit hedge fund reinstall the data pipe and it feels super smooth I can't tell you how many times during practice I started the turn with two credits, rest public support, put my two credits on public support, and then took three, and that was my turn. And it just feels really efficient and really tight. And everything about this deck feels really well thought out, the cost curves and the, the res cost and everything like that. And then every time I play, I'm just in awe because it's so good. And why are the one-off interns? Oh, How did you find that? Uh, the interns is, is worth its weight in gold because if they trash both your ashes, you need a way to get them back in like reliably. Because oh, okay, yeah, sure. my yeah. turn my turn can be like interns for an ash and then install an agenda into my curtain wall uh, uh, archer server and that's very difficult. Seems good. So tell us about uh, Victorinox. Is it still called that? Or have you changed it? In, you took, no, it's, took it's, still, it's still called Victorinox. Um, it's changed since the last time. Obviously, it's changed since the last time you guys saw it. Uh, the major changes are I went to Vamp. Uh, I changed to Vamp because I because I cut Beckman. Right? I cut Beckman, so I figured, okay, I can I can try Vamp instead. 
Uh, Vamp has been very good because Magnum Opus is a massive denial tool. And I switched from Sneak Door Beta to Imp. And the reason I switched from Sneak Door Beta to Imp uh, was because I wanted a better NBN matchup. It does a lot of work against NBN, both kill and fast advance, because especially I can trash science hands without losing tempo. And it also gives me a very reasonable matchup against HB, where I can trash their assets. Um, I can trash their assets essentially for free. I only played one HB in the Swiss, and I won that game without installing Magnum Opus. On purpose? No, not on purpose. Challenge. Not on purpose. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. No, what happened was, what happened was, he had left uh, HQ open on turn one and installed an asset, and I was like. Okay, here's the thing. I wasn't confident in my HP matchup with this deck. I I I kept losing to it because I I just I don't have enough experience against food coats. So I thought, okay, okay. I can go for a Magnum Opus or I can test run an imp and go raid his hand. So that's that's what I did. First click test run imp, second click run, trash a trash an ash, second click run, trash a caprice nisei. Third click run C and NEPD, which I can't steal. Okay, fine, whatever. Uh, on his turn, he reses the Eve campaign, and I'm like, okay, draw Imp, reinstall Imp, trash the Eve campaign. And then um, and then he got severely agenda flooded, and I just kept getting agendas out of R&D, and it was over in like four turns. It was, it was not a good game. It was not a good game for, for the HB, but I mean, he, I don't think he can really complain too much because he became national champion after that. Oh, the foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so that that game I won, I'd never installed Opus, and I was like, what What the hell is this game? Because I just kept running R&D, he just kept not resing the ice, and I just kept pulling agendas out. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Uh, this this was the same one where he vowed DLR'd me, uh, so, it was, so I managed to split that round. I'm pretty sure that if his HP got off the ground, he would have swept me, uh, but... Yeah, that's just how it is. Imp is Imp is a powerhouse. I re I highly recommend Imp to any shaper who's running test run in their deck. Because you test run an Imp, you use it, it goes back in your deck, and you come back for another two counters. Then you trash it, you bring it back with clone ship or another test run. It's disgusting. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, so I think uh, at Melbourne Regionals, the Jan, who won with prepaid, put an Imp in his deck, and he said that throughout the day it always paid off since there, of course... The deck has trouble with uh, high cost, high trash assets since you really need to save your economy for uh, R&D runs. So that seems like it would be a really good include. Yeah, Imp is very, very strong. I like it more than Sneak Door Beta uh, at the moment because I, had to take, I, cause I had to cut Leprechaun. I cut Leprechaun and because I cut Leprechaun, I cut Hyperdriver because there's, there's no way to support Hyperdriver if I don't have a Leprechaun. And because I cut Leprechaun, I also had to cut Sneak Door because I can't have Opus and Sneak Door without an additional memory solution, so I went over to Imp instead. Uh, the other thing that I did was I took Wolfie's advice and I and I put two personal workshops. I tested one personal workshop and it was really strong whenever I saw it, so I went to two. So it was personal workshop with a stim hack, and that's been really, really, really amazing. Uh, in fact, for the version I'll be taking to Singapore, I've increased to two stim hacks and and two Rachel Beckmans. Really? Yes, I'm doubling down. Oh, because, that's great. Wait. Because I feel like I have a very, very reasonable HP matchup if I have two, if I have Rachel Beckman early. Uh, in all of my testing, I've done like 40, 40 test games. 
Um, Again, against HP in general or food no, no, just, specifically? No, no. Uh, to be clear, solo testing, just like uh, seeing how the deck flows and sets up. Oh, um, right. Goldfishing, yeah. Yeah. Was it, is it called Go Fishing? Yeah. Okay. So I did about 40 Go Fish games with this new version uh, with two Rachel Backmans and two Artmans. And it's been, it, it's been amazing because with the double stim hack, the double personal workshop, three test run, three scavenge. I've gone up to three scavenge. Uh, and torch. So yeah, torch, two Artman, lady. It's, it's actually really strong because I feel like I feel like I always have money because I have a, I can take 10 every turn. I can stim pack out whatever I want. And I have a six card hand because logos. It, it just feels really, really good. And what, what happens is I can usually get up a very, uh, strong rig by about turn six or seven, right? If, but I have to commit to the setting up. I can't really make runs during that period unless it's just to force the corp to res. And, Therefore, I need logos on the board as soon as possible. So I need two logos, which means I can't have uh, too much influence for anything else, which is why uh, I think switching over to Rachel to, to really power the stuff that I already have, which is strong, rather than importing stuff out of faction to make it stronger. Th does that make sense? Yeah. Just looking at the list now, I noticed that you've chosen uh, Snowball over the more conventional choice of Lady, even though you have two Scavenge and three Claw and Chip to rebuy and do you find that that uh can you talk about why snowball has been better uh because atman four basically oh right snowball because, is yeah yeah because atman deals with the things that you eli which is the main ice that lady is good against anyway yeah exactly so uh because of atman four and because of chameleon yeah so the other thing i was going to ask about chameleon <laughs> chameleon is amazing Chameleon is amazing. It is a very, very good breaker because it changes its subtype every time you install it. So if I need to run the gear check server that NBN has presented me with, I just say I just have the Chameleon on personal workshop or I have an SMC installed. I run the server, they rest the eyes and they go, okay, SMC Chameleon, uh, set it to whatever subtype I need it to be, break the ice. Or the or the chameleon is sitting on personal workshop, and I just bring it up whenever I need to. Uh, I've actually cut mimic in my in my newest build. I don't need it because chameleon. Right, they do the same thing anyway. And chameleon is it is uh, important to note that chameleon gains the type, so it actually gets around wraparound, which is the most important, probably the most important ice to break against chameleon yeah. in the early game. Actually, that's not true. It doesn't gain oh, the type. Oh, is that true? Oh, I even looked it up to check whether I was. Uh, oh, Wolfie is embarrassed himself. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I thought the same thing as you, but it doesn't go through wraparound. Uh, I still need to install Snowball. Um, oh. to... Okay, okay. Uh, we'll just edit that out. <laughs> no, we'll leave it. We'll in leave there. it. In. Well, come on. I, I looked it up and I'm like, when you install yeah. Chameleon, name Sentry, Codegate, or Barrier. Oh, that sounds about right to me. No, but it doesn't. It doesn't gain factor. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. But in the in the newest build, I have switched to Lady because um, sometimes I need, if I need to get past, for example, an Orion, you know, um, yeah, just in case, a Lady might help. And because I have three scavenge in that build instead of two scavenge, I feel a lot safer about having Lady in the deck. I actually don't like Lady. I think having Lady as your only factor feels very very limiting for the style of play that that I like. <coughs> I I understand that. Um rationale because i'm similar to that but i'm sort of just conforming to it recently 
anyway, yeah, so yeah. enough talking about the future, let's talk about the present. Um, sorry, not the present, the, the, the topic at hand, which is the Malaysian Nationals itself. So, well, how were your top eight games? Oh, Lord. Okay, so the first... Uh, <laughs> I had a lot of very I had a lot of very epic games on day. I had a lot of very, very nail-biting finishes and a lot of great plays where you just like... The kind of game where afterwards you just want to stand up and cheer, right? None of them were in top eight. Right. Oh, oh wow, really? <laughs> yeah. No, because, okay, so let, I guess let's go chronologically, all right? Because my my first round games were incredibly epic, both of them. So I got paired against Spark Agency and Geist. And the first game was against the Spark Agency. Uh, and I was losing. I was losing quite badly. I got to, I managed to steal four points. I can't even remember how. Then he gets to six by scoring a global food initiative, and he has an Astro Counter. And a and a red sand and a behind a tobu. And mm. at the start of my turn, I'm on four credits. He has a tobu on HQ, and I'm thinking, okay, I have to check HQ because I haven't been in HQ all game because of the tobu. It costs seven credits to break tobu from body and blade. That is incredibly gross. Why do you think I'm switching to torch? Um, <laughs> and. And I'm like, okay, I have four credits. I have to get in. So he had scored the Global Food Initiative, right? So, so I um, I logos for Stimhack. First click, Stimhack HQ. I tend, I clone ship Femme Fatale onto the torch. So not the torch, the toll booth. Yeah, break it for one credit, and then access the breaking news. And I'm like, oh my god, thank god! All right, all right. Um, what do I do now? I, I okay, have three clicks left. Crisis averted. Maybe. Yeah, I, I have three clicks left, but he has a rest center and an astro counter. I have to flush HQ. So I take four credits. So now I'm at <clears throat> I'm at seven, I think, and then I leg work. So two for the leg work, one for the tow booth, and so now I have exactly four, and I access nothing, nothing, and APD contracts. I win the game. Nice. That is a, that was an amazing turn. And then uh, later it was against. Same round, it was against Geist. I have a curtain wall on the remote, Geist can't get in. Right? And I was thinking, okay, I have a rest toe booth on R&D, he can't get in there either. And then first click, he and then so I install Advance Advance the winning agenda in the in the remote. First click, he installs clone hey. ship. Hey, the winning agenda. Yeah, first click I he installs clone ship, and I'm like, oh no, oh no. He clone ships the the spike, which is the one that can break toe booth. Then he makes his eyes R&D. And Oh, like how the amount of maker's eyes that bricked on me in this nationals is unreasonable because they would they would make us. I'm like, oh no, I haven't seen an agenda in a long time. This is gonna be it's gonna be really bad. So first card nothing, second card nothing, third card nothing. It's like ah. Then he checks archives, nothing. He pokes HQ. There's no agendas in there. And it's like this. Both games came down to these absolutely nail biting finishes, and we were where we were both like super pumped and like. You know, say yeah, that was an epic game, and it's the first round. <laughs> you know, and it was it was a great way to start the day. Uh, first yeah, round, I really liked the bit where you won. <laughs> uh, <coughs> I honestly wouldn't have minded losing um, either of those games because I feel like uh, my opponent played super well. But at the same time, yeah, I'm I'm glad I won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so away. Well, yeah, it's the kind of thing where, like, you know, when you think for a while, it's a really hard choice. It looks like your back's against the wall, and you know, it seems like when you make the decision, you know, I need to run HQ now or I'm going to die, and then you run HQ and win, 
of course it's a, it's a story because you know most of the time you expect to lose in that situation because your opponent has the like impenetrable board or whatever right so like yeah. you know hopefully that makes sense yeah no it totally it totally makes sense and logo saves my butt because the legwork and the logos it's like the legwork and the stim hack were both from logos triggers which is exactly why i have them in my have it in my deck okay and then uh, i fought a personal evolution where i took 26 net damage i counted over the course of the game 26 one, do you usually count or you just figured after the like 10th or so it was, it was getting too ridiculous no um i counted it after the game <clears throat> because we broke for lunch after that game so i went I, I just thought okay how many cards did i install how many cards did i actually play and i and i took 26 net damage that game out of a 40 card deck I didn't. I didn't even play my Diesels or Earthrise Hotels. I just kept them in hand because I wanted one extra card to to soak damage. And it was because it was really, really terrible. He was playing Yin, you know, the top ranked PE at Worlds. Oh yeah, I actually like looked at the that Netrunner DB post was really, really good. Yeah, the Yin is a very strong deck, and I love the fact that PE has found a viable build in the in the current meta because I used to play a lot of PE. I really like PE, but unfortunately for my opponent, uh, because I used to play a lot of PE, I know exactly how to beat PE, which is run everything. If they install advanced advanced, run. If they motion notion, run. You have to, because you can't let them get to a board state where they have multiple advanced cards on the board. That's how you die, right? Because if you most if you of check, the time, yeah, yeah. Because if you check install uh, and install advanced advanced, and then you take some damage and you draw up. You, okay, you, you drew up, but you don't have the clicks to, to check multiple advanced remotes in one turn. You might die. Uh, but the end of that game was really, really epic because I knew that there was a future perfect in HQ. Uh, and he installed I, what I believed was the winning agenda in a remote I couldn't get in. He's at six points. I'm at four. Okay, I know there's a future perfect in HQ, and I need the future perfect to win. So I, I, I went into HQ six times trying to find it. Single access every time. I touched it twice. Once was on the third click of the last turn. I second guessed myself on the side game. I should never do that. I, my side. Did, did you bid something other than zero? No, I bid one the first time, uh, okay. and I should have bid zero. My instinct, my instinct was telling me zero, but I said no, no one. This, this is the thing about me and side games. Every time I, every time I second guess myself, I lose a side game. So I really have to learn that I must take my first instinct at face value. Then I ran again, fourth click, my last two credits, on the last click of the last turn, my instinct is telling me, bid two. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I'll bid two credits. And he reveals two credits, and I steal and I steal the future perfect to win that game. And it was super close. There's another one of those, there's another one of those, like, stand up and cheer kind of, kind of victories. We have a win name for when that, really good. we have a name for when you win side games, it's called Dave Hoylanding. <laughs> when when you just shout it to Dave because he won Dave Hoyland won like eight side games in a row to win that ridiculous game yeah that's good we love Dave it, shout out to Dave it yeah. turns out all you need to do is win side games right who thought mm. <laughs> alright so so uh, we've got a couple of minutes left Calvin so um, tell us uh, just just quickly um, you, you wanted to mention the someone was that you know was the top ranked Adam player at the at the Nationals as well uh, yeah, um, my girlfriend D is the top-ranked Adam player in Malaysia, by te <laughs> by technicality. Uh, the thing was that she didn't she didn't do very well with him on the day. She lost 
most of her games with him. Her NEH was super good though. She runs NEH with super secret tech that I can't talk about. Oh, okay. On, on pain of death. <laughs> but it's very, very strong. It is one of the scariest NEH builds, uh, builds I've ever fought. Because uh, it, it, can, it can get by on so little and still squeak out wins. To give you an idea of its scariness, she won a game against Turntable Wizard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and oh. NEH won a game against Turntable Wizard, where he turntabled an Astro Counter, and she's and she still pulled it up because that deck is a nightmare. <laughs> oh, that's how cool. Yeah, but Adam, Adam is a Adam is a little bit. He's suffering a bit in the in the current meta because of all the fallout because people are attacking against DLR, so Adam gets hit by the by the collateral damage. Because he's very resource heavy, right? Because he needs all the the neutral economy, right? KT Jones, daily yeah. casts, Armitage code busting, data folding, whatever, you know. And they play an all seeing eye, and you're done. You're just done. Right, and they uh, can instantly tag you. You know, if they have all seeing eye, they probably have ways to instantly tag you, and then your your whole economy goes to pieces. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, if he doesn't seal a couple of agendas to power his console early in the game, it's very, very difficult. But when he does, he's a he's a nightmare. If he's got like a nine hand size and nine MU and he's coming straight at you with Faust, it's crazy. Anyway, yeah, so uh, top eight games, very quickly. I I lost the first one by being flatlined by replicating perfection because I ran an assassin with two cards in hand and I didn't have an SMC installed. Oh no. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> assassin, uh, I think I think this whole like, like uh, not only your nationals, but worlds has kind of shown us you know, in some of the deck choices, I think because Assassin was sort of new, we didn't know where it was going to land. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I'm happy knowing that Assassin is kind of definitely making it clear the card is worth playing, and it does work in a lot of decks. Yeah, uh, the, the guy who the guy who flatlined me has been playing RP for a very very long time. They told me it's only the second flatline he's ever had as RP. Uh, it would the be first one. <laughs> yeah. The first one was through. Um, what is it called? Philotic Entanglement. He got he scored a Philotic Entanglement and killed somebody with that. Philotic Deaths? Yeah, and uh, so then, then I went to a Blue Sun game in the top 8, which I won. Very, very, very close. He poked HQ, didn't find the GFI, Maker's Eye, only found one agenda. And then I won because there was a there was a blank atlas in the remote. Uh, and then finally I went up against Food Coats. <laughs> food Coats. <laughs> very he, good. He, it's a very good archetype. It. It wasn't even close. He crushed me. He destroyed me. And that's why I'm going to two Artman because they because Artman four and Artman five will utterly wreck Kukots. That's that's my thinking, right? Like right. I'm pretty sure they I'm pretty sure they see Artman four and they're like, ha, who plays two Artman? I'll res my Ichi two. Oh, oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> I mean, you still have to find some other way to get through Turing, right? Artman five. Yeah. Hmm. Artman five. If it's on a if it's on a central chameleon. Yeah, but Artman yeah, but... five can't be because Oh, five, oh, right. right. Yeah. Okay. Torch then, because I right. have torch. Torch. <laughs> torch. Or oh, just click through it like I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have I have five clicks. Right. I with Rachel, I have five clicks. I can use three of them to break Turing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Calvin, it's it's always a ride having you on. We look forward to hearing about how you go at uh, Singapore Nats last week. I think at the it'll have the time been. this card goes this this cast goes live. Mm. Thank you, um, thank you so much you, for having me. That's all right, man. We we love having you on. And you and your girlfriend both going? Sorry, 
Are you and your girlfriend both going? Yeah, we're both going. We're, we're going a bit earlier to make a holiday out of it. Oh, oh very good. Great. That'll be great. Yeah, keep us keep us abreast of everything that's going on uh, on on Twitter and and whatnot. We're very active there. Um, in the meantime, if people want to get in contact with you, talk about deck building and things like that, that you seem really into. Where can they find you on the internet? Um, I'm on Twitter at Ithela, I T H A Y L A, and I'm on uh, Reddit as Sigma eighty three, where I post in the Netrunner forums a lot. Uh, and if you guys want to get in contact with us, you can do so at thewinningagenda at gmail.com. You can uh, tweet something at us on Twitter at thewinningagenda. Uh, sorry, at winningagenda. And uh, our Facebook like page is The Winning Agenda. So uh, until next week, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, thank you again, Calvin, for coming on and sharing with us your experiences. And congratulations again on your Nationals Top 8. Thank you for letting me come on and babble. I still have no idea why you let me do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys. All right. See everybody. Bye. See you. Thanks for listening. Say goodbye, Calvin. Goodbye, Calvin. <laughs> <laughs>